whoa. What's going on, brothers? Whoa, 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 whoa. Ancestors. Ancestors. We're being inclusive. And angels in the outfield. Angst in the outfield. What's going on, baby? It is episode 19. 19 almost at fucking 20. We're all, this is an almost legal podcast. We're 19 years old. Chris D'Elia, too old for you. Chris D'Elia loves us. No, we're too old for him. Nineteen. Nineteen is like too old. It's like in his wheelhouse. That's fucking. He's like, ew, you're old. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we never talked about that, but yeah, we never will. We probably won't talk about it. What's up? It's episode nineteen. We have a great episode for you. But before we get started, let me talk a little bit about one of our sponsors. If you're watching the video, you see the fade. It is so crispy. You might. It's so crispy. You'll blind yourself with the fade. You'll be like, "Who blended your hair? Was it Picasso? No, it was David from Rico's." We're going to put the number on the screen because I don't have it memorized, but it's off Commonwealth and Harbor. Barber, Surgeons, Rico's. Um, it is a great place to go. Get your haircut, get a shampoo, get a wash. Surprisingly, they don't talk sports there, but I'm actually okay with that. I can I can use a nice little hour of not talking about sports while I'm getting my haircut and get a nice little shampoo, wash, get a coffee. Good to go. Rico's on Commonwealth, right by Cal State Fullerton, right by my college. Great school. Uh, great place to get a haircut. So check out Rico's. Oh, fucking barbershops are weird. Dude. How cool. Yeah, they are. Some are weird. My How cool was, like, was Trent Rush? He was tight. My dad was like, yeah, we were at my barbershop. They were like talking about police and shit. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. It's like, why fucking, why are you going to go there and talk about shit that you already see too much of? And you it's like, it? it's like, yeah, it's like a collection of places where you just talk about current. It's just current events all the time. Dude, but every, like the barbershop. That like, is this on? Yeah. All right. Like my boy used to work at like he worked at this shop. It was like it was only three dudes in there, like three chairs, but the place was big as fuck. So we'd go in and kick it and like shoot the shit, and it literally was just like, like you know, on Fridays after work, people were like, "Oh, let's meet up at the bar, blah blah blah, have some beer." Yeah, it I've literally, never, was just I've like, never had that. It literally was just like, "Let's go to the shop." Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I saw a movie this weekend. Well, last night. Uh, don't want to get into politics, but it was Irresistible by John Stewart, I think. Great movie, uh, starring Steve Carell, and it just kind of shows you the ins and outs of like politics and shit. And I thought of it because you were talking about barbershops, and I know that like a lot of people get political. Um, fucking great movie, check it out. For sure. It was called Irresistible. Irresistible. We were talking yeah. today about how some movies are like, like there are movies that some people think are good, and other people are like, this is the worst movie ever. Yeah. Like, I think I'd said Uncut Gems. So I was like, Uncut Gems was the biggest waste of my time. It's a hype movie, yeah, for sure. It was just like, and then my boys are like, no, the fuck? You don't get it. Like, I, I hate when like, it's... Like, that's the fucking best movie ever. Yeah, I, like, I hate fake, deep, like a movie it sucked, and they're like, uh, you're like, hey, this movie sucks, and they're like, no, you just didn't get the meaning, and it's like, no, it sucks. Noah's ass. Yeah, it's ass. Noah's ass? No, it was <laughs> no ass. ass. Um, if we sound like angels literally sent from the heavens, it's because we finally semi-upgraded our equipment, so it's not sounding like we're recording from a toaster. Um, big shout-out to Flagrant 3 pod owner uh, Jesse Mendez, producer oh, Dodger drop, fan why Jesse. You drop, why you drop government name, dude? That's his name. Respectful. You shouldn't have dropped um, name. Big shout-out to Jesse. He... Uh, you know, it's his roadcaster that we're using. It's like this new sound thing, so that's why we sound so fire. So shout out producer Dodger fan Jesse. He's making a quick little comeback in the rocks and outfield world. 
Um, but let's out get into out of left field, dude. Literally out of left field. He, I think he felt bad. He's like, "Hey, you guys sound like shit. Do you want to use my thing?" And it's I, all for the better. I just it's all for the better. I just don't know how we could not figure it out. Technology is hard. Breaking because, news. Technology is hard because it was like because we did we used just the mic on its I own. Think, and it I think perfect. yeah. I think we've probably tried a hundred different ways. And the common denominator is Zoom. And, and the answer was just hit up Jesse. No, well, the common denominator of fucking everything up was Zoom. Yeah, Zoom sucks. All my homies hate Zoom. Fuck Zoom. Um, but let's get into some baseball. It's a big week. Uh, baseball is officially back. Yeah, we haven't had one since baseball. I don't. It was announced that they're back. They finally agreed. I was actually shocked. Well, I, no, I mean. I had. I had. A, didn't. I had battered. Women's syndrome or whatever you call it, like where you're just like, I was just numb to the news. It's like they just tweeted like baseball close to an agreement, ninety percent close, and then like deal fell through. Or like you know we all were on the same roller coaster that it was, and it's finally back. Sixty games, uh, expanded playoffs at the home ballparks, and this Universal Wednesday, DH. this Wednesday they're going to be at Angel Stadium. I'm thinking about trying to get some graphs, bro. Spring training 2.0. Some are calling it training camp. Some are calling it summer camp. I like summer camp. We're calling it baseball's fucking back camp because that's all I care B-B-B-C. about. Baseball's one word, so it's just got to be one B. B-B- I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm thinking about going out there against some graphs, bro. I ain't mad at that. I'm scared, though. You got to respect it. What you I, don't know if be si- I don't know if they'll be signing because of the coronavirus. That's a good point. Probably They're probably going to be like... Who's nah, the, who, well, I think either way, it'll still be good to, for me to go out there and try to get some interviews or something. I don't I don't think they'll even let us near them. How, how close do you think? 10 feet? No, they probably like just block it off completely. Dude, I, was, they, I was thinking that they might not let any fans near. If they're saying like, because I guess for the virus, for the, sh- like the protocol for the new season to start. I like my jacket. Uh, your nice in and out shirt. The Thanks, protocol bro. is like. The people that aren't participating in the actual game, like the team personnel and shit like that, yeah, they're gonna sit in the stands, six feet apart. So what's that like? Two seats apart. Wait, the fa- the personnel's gonna sit six the personnel. Feet apart? Whoever. Like, what does that mean? Like the GN, like Billy Upler and shit. Well, I think like I'm assuming like, so they'll be in the stands. Jose Moto is gonna be in the stands. Oh, word. Probably. Like, why wouldn't they be in the booth? That's what my guess is. And like, well, I don't know if it's gonna be a normal booth like that, like. Because what? Remember when Victor was telling us how he doesn't like? There's the home. Well, that's for away games. Yeah, and they're not going to go on them. But well, home well, games are, are going to be normal, I think. So they're playing all their games in their regular ballparks. Well, uh, the Angels will play their home games at Angel Stadium. How, they agreed on that though, because what were they saying about so, the yeah. Arizona bubble shit? I don't think that's a fad. That's, that's gone. I think they threw that out the window. They saw the NBA doing that shit. They said we're not jocking that shit because some. I don't know if every state I haven't looked into it that much, but I know the states had to authorize. Yeah, it's like it's like case by case. They had to authorize that sports were okay to come back in that state. Yeah, well, I think the only thing is that like I heard, I heard Colorado might have fans, so we might make a Rockies Rockies trip. Yeah, that's automatic, right? You have to. Um, so I heard they're coming back. Uh, I heard obviously California is like a long way away from having fans. Texas is getting hot. Hey, Rangers, your stadium. Looks like a George Foreman grill. It sucks because I went to the ballpark at Arlington like 10 years ago. Yeah. So nice. And now it's ass. It's beautiful. It yeah. looks like a fucking piece of garbage now. Yeah, it looks like a tin. It looks like the tin man. It looks like we're Ash Ketchum duels 
in his final duel against fucking Shinhu Shoe City or yeah, something. Whoever yeah. the fuck, dude. It's, the water gym. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. bro, how you make your ballpark look like a Pokemon? Shout out dojo. Shout out Pokemon. Um, it's been a, it's been a long ride. Dude, hey, it's crazy. What were we talking about before that? Pokemon note. Are you ready for this transition? What, what were we talking about are before? Are you ready for this transition? Shohei yes. Otani. That's, how is that Pokemon related? Pokemon's Japanese. Okay. That's fucking... It's Japanese, All right. bro. Yeah, I guess Japanese transition. I don't Japanese, know about Pokemon transition. Japanese transition, Lord. No. All right. What Shohei. were we talking about before that? Baseball's back. Home ballparks. Personnel six feet away, right? That's weird. I know like more stuff's going to come out and more details and everything. But how sick would that be? Just to be Billy Epler, you're sitting... I mean, you probably sit in a great seat anyways, but just to sit Diamond Club, probably got one guy. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. Like, you have to have the guy yelling hot dog going up and down the steps, regardless if there's only, like, 10 people in the stands. How? If there's not going to have anyone, there's not going to be anyone there to work. You have to have one guy screaming out hot dog, no. popcorn, cracker jack. You have to. It's baseball. You have to. No, dude. You have to. No. Why wouldn't you? I saw, that, I saw that fucking video of Kevin Garnett where he's like, that shit out of here. Like, no. have you seen it? No. What is it? You haven't watched it? He's no. like, he's sitting, he's like sitting courtside and he's like in a suit kicking it and then someone on the other team like shoots a horrible ass jumper. Yeah. And Kevin Garnett goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen that. He's, that in, he's in the street clothes. He's like, get that shit yeah, out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And imagine like Billy Epler. He like fucking, <laughs> so, someone throws a fucking, a hot dog um, at him. No, someone throws a meatball and Mike Trout just pisses on it and yeah, Billy's yeah. like, he that, won't say that. That weak shit out of here, bro. No, I think, well, you gotta have a hot dog guy, I think have to and then here's here's the thing look i'm a guy i'm gonna fucking do you are? i'm gonna do yeah but like i'm a gentleman but i'm gonna go a little off the rails right now hey you're why don't every why doesn't every ballpark just have a hot instagram model selling hot dogs and cotton candy because they won't do it like you have to pay them so much pay them yeah you'd have to pay them so much for them to be like I feel like that's a pretty good investment. You sell every fucking hot dog. To subject themselves to You'd that. sell... I didn't say what they would be wearing. I just said be an attractive young lady. Sure, if you want to fucking spice it up, spice it up. But I think you're selling every hot dog. You're selling every ice cream sandwich. Every cotton candy. No one's going to shell out... No single dad is going to go and just be like, Hey, let me get a cotton candy. And she's going to be like, just one. And then he's going to be like, you're right. Let me get two. I'm Sales. I don't know. I, Sales guy. That doesn't like... If like when I go to Hooters, I don't go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get more wings now. So, no, but if you go like maybe not you, but other people who aren't as good with girls, that's the only interaction they get sometimes. They're like oh, the hot dog girl is fucking like oh, she wanted me, bro. Like dude, think about it. When we when I play golf from time to time, Hashtag it is a ninety three strokes ninety seven ninety seven strokes. It is actually like every single golf course hot. Golf chick, cart chick or whatever. Like, so there's a girl driving. So we're driving one through 18. She drives 18 to one, right? So she runs into you like every, she runs into a party every hole going backwards. And it's usually like an attractive chick. And then someone will step up and be like, someone will be like, I got, I got this round trying to flex or whatever. I'd say for every golf foursome, there's one single dad, divorced dad or something, just stats. And he's usually the one that's saying like, I got this. Let me flex. Numbers quick. guy. Yeah. Numbers guy. So, all right. So you're saying that by that logic, if the angels had a hot girl, Instagram model quality girl, hot girls to sell, at least in the diamond, to club. sell concessions, at least in the diamond club. See, I'd almost feel like if the girls are up in the fucking nosebleeds, we're like, no, that's a family section. No, there's, there's that's a $6 ticket section, brother. 
I feel like it's like grimy folks up there that'll be like, Grimy's outfield. That's where we be I'll at. Be like, yeah. <laughs> Grimy's <laughs> outfield. Put some hot dog girls out there. We be kicking at the fucking Modelo place all the time. Yeah. It's cool, but it's like, how do we end up never sitting down? Don't want to pay a lot. Billy, yeah, hook us up with some tits. Bro, if we don't get tickets or like something off of. Well, I'm excited to go to the St. Archer's thing. And that's just a pre- like a, prequel to what we talked about with like a restaurant? Trent. Yeah. So I'm, I want to do the St. Archer's thing. Um, eventually, I think we'll have Diamond Club tickets. You know, obviously, we'll both. Not that you mentioned the St. Archer. I mean, it's just so much, bro. It like $12,000 for a season well, that ticket. That was actually good because you mentioned St. Archer and then you said so much. So it ties well to what. Yesterday, we went to Golden Road. Great and bar. Golden Road is awesome. It made us miss baseball even more. We're like, fuck, we're looking at the stadium. Food's know? not great. Food's at very average. But I was sitting there and like they don't have a menu or whatever. Like you don't have a beer list. You just have to look on the wall. And I literally, like, I don't think I've ever said this in my life, but. Is there such thing as, like, too much beer? Like, too many choices? Yeah. 100%. Like, the selection? 100%. It's like, bro, I don't need 700 pairs of Jordans to choose from to go out tonight. Like, give me, like, eight. That's rich people problems. No, and, and here's how I can relate it. Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors. They Their business is on the decline. Rite Aid, 10 flavors. In and out. On the up. In and out. Four choices. Yeah. Booming. What's not booming? Fucking <laughs> this coronavirus. Is this is rough. Dude. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay, coronavirus not booming. Fuck coronavirus. Um, the less choices, man. People don't. People want their decisions made for them already. People want like, you know, narrow it down, dumb it down. Fucking yeah. But uh, I mean, luckily, I just uh, at Golden Road, I just ordered one beer, and it was just the fucking Mexican whatever. I'm not an IPA guy. You ordered one beer. 40 times. times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had like four different ones, and I was like... You did a different one every time? I think I did a different one like the first four times. You are like, trying to go for the cycle. Well, <laughs> I was just like... I was like, bro, like there's... I've had four, and I haven't even put a dent in the left you, side of do, the fucking do you think? Do you think there's any place where you can go for the cycle beer-wise and drink... Like, is there any place that only has like four beers? Well, what are we going to... Well, that's like case by case, like different taps, like different... It just depends where you go. Like, do you think there's any... Like, B-dubs, I don't think there's any way anyone hits for the cycle. Um, I, I, I think I've hit Golden for the Road, cycle. no way. I hit for the cycle I got at the restaurant, because there's like five on oh, tap. Oh, Aroma? Yeah. yeah. Well, like five on no, I'm tap. not saying tap. I'm saying like, oh, I guess we could do tap. Okay, so Aroma's one. What? But I was going to say like bottled, too. Like, we need to like thing. constitute what the beer cycle is. It's just one beer. I guess we could do tap. Okay. So somewhere that has tap beer, you do one of each beer, you go for the cycle. But I feel like it should be like, like the first one should be like a eight ounce. And the second one, like a 16, no. like a 24. And then the home run is like the half yard. Oh, you can't even, you can't even go for the cycle at Yard House. Too many. Oh yeah, Yard House, you had to 35 sit there, beers. You had to sit there for four days. Yeah, it wouldn't even be worth it. Um, Yeah, Golden Rule is awesome, man. I want to talk about it. And hopefully, eventually, we could strike like some sort of fucking Golden Road, Rocks That's our and Outfield plan. deal. Yeah, yeah. Because they're one, their location is elite. Prime, Shout out to them. Location. I went there when it was just like a closet, super small. Yeah, yeah, it was like a closet, and now it's like a fucking warehouse. Not as big as Brewery X, but I feel like in terms of uh, location, and I'm not a brewery guy. IPAs, see ya. Um, I just need Pacifico, Modelo. I'm fine. So IPAs, bye. But location, convenience, ambiance, 
feng shui or feng shui feng shui feng shui feng shui everything is just perfect obviously there's like some restrictions right now because there's no like cornhole best part the best part of six feet apart best part of golden road is cornhole yeah six feet apart yada 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 you know so it's it's tough um but overall i think golden road great pregame is it probably like top five pregame location it's when you combine location Variety price and th- point and then ambiance. Po- yeah, before games is usually like. And what does Golden Road have? Shit. And what does Golden Road have? Snacks, hot dog girls. <laughs> I mean, again, they're not elite, but I'm saying like you have to take it. You're taking this different. You have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend, so we have more than enough interaction with the opposite sex. Yeah, a lot of these guys, a lot of guys out there. No, no I get that. Don't, I don't have I any saying. interaction. Yeah, yeah. So like to them, any conversation with the girl is like, oh my god, like. Let's go back next like week. Like, they could really see. boost their confidence let's, let's if, if this waitress... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's exactly. see if they remember us. Exactly, exactly. Breweries are so tough. It's like, fucking... It's horny hours, I think. <laughs> Golden Road does a really good job at finding a balance between a brewery and, like, a regular human establishment because breweries are so easy to seem pretentious. Yeah. Like, every single brewery is, like... It's, like, a different vibe, but... More times than not, when I go to breweries, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, the people that come here think they're better than other people because they drink this kind of beer. Beer snobs. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, I hate that. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, It's like, bro, who gives a fuck if I want to drink a Bud Light? Like, Yeah, Bud Light's cool. I like that. It's cheap. It's effective. Sorry, I didn't want triple hops. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And and this is a good segue because, you know, this is a good segue because the beer snobs don't care. This is a baseball podcast. We're going to bring everything full fucking circle. The beer snobs are like the stat snobs. And this is a rant that I've had for a while. I don't fucking need your stats. I don't need stat boy. If the only stats I fucking need three Two or three capital letters only. HR, RBI, AVG, 2B, 3B, 1B, BB, K. That's it. What about three is like dangerous territory, huh? Three is okay because RBI, HPP. HPP sounds like, I don't even know why. that Whatever, HPP, AVG. What about? Average, Okay, right? So, SO, K. Need all those. Okay, and then... The essentials. And then four letters is, like, tough. It's like math. Once you start throwing in letters and other symbols, I'm fucking out. I don't need small W, <laughs> capital R, C plus. You don't hey, want OBPS? Fuck yourself, On base plus slugging times three, four times? Uh, honestly, because this is where this stems from. Max Muncy Twitter, you're out of your fucking mind. Stop. First of all, they said Max Muncy's a better first baseman than Freddie Freeman. Hey, see ya. And then I saw somewhere today. They said he's a better Max Muncy. No, they said Max Muncy. Who would you rather have, Max Muncy or uh, Ronald Acuna? And they said he was a better Ronald Acuna. They said he was a better second baseman than fucking Jose Altuve. Like, hey, we know they not even close. Fuck those guys, fat boy. Yeah. So Max Muncy looks like a thumb thumb from Spy Kids. It doesn't matter what it looks like. He sucks. And someone actually told me like, (laughs) someone's actually like, hey, you're fat. Why are you making fun of him? And I'm like, what do you look like, meme boy? It's so funny when people that hate don't that have shit. a picture. I hate that shit. They have a picture of like Mookie Betts with a fucking Dodgers with uniform. a grill. Yeah. And so like, this is where this gets. Bro, I don't give a fuck. Somebody about put Max Muncie is better than uh, Freddie Freeman, and I was like, "Go fuck yourself." No way. 
and then they put a list of stats. I probably could have named one of them, and the stats are just like, hey, who the fuck? Like, he could have said, Max Muncy leads Freddie Freeman in K semicolon dash LS, and I would have been like, yeah, what's that? He's like, strikes longest stride after a strike, and it's like, Okay, yeah, I believe I you. When, I, you can make up any three letters yeah. and a symbol, and I believe you. I remember when the MLB first put out, like, whip. I was like, you're I'm just, out. I was like, you're doing too much already. I'm out. Like, I was like, bro, I don't care. It, it, I mean, I guess it's something to do, and I think some of this stuff is, like, relevant, but the people that use that as their primary tool, right? I do, like think, it, argument, yeah. I do think it's cool to put that into the archives, right? But if you're going to sit here and fuck, I'm sure David Fletcher, if you pull up some of those fucking magical numbers, has a lot. Maybe he's better in some categories than a star player. I love David Fletcher, but if you say David Fletcher, 18 and 19, has better m- magical stats than fucking Lindor, yeah. I'm still going to take Lindor. That, and that's one, you can attribute that to like, I guess people trying to nerd like your thing, like move the goalposts, you know, try to like make them. Yeah. They try yeah. To that's true. Not it's my like, thing, but yeah. No, like what you like to say. That's my saying. Not yeah. my thing. Yeah. 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 You like to move the goalposts. No, no, I don't. No, it's like no, the UFC. No, no, It's like no, the no. UFC when they say like his percentage of significant strikes and his time. Well, I think that's relevant. Okay. Did he fucking starch the guy or not? That's what I want to know. Fair, fair, fair. I, feel, I think the outcome is relevant, but I mean, people that think that Max, not, not even like, Without the whatever we should call them, like fucking medicinal stats or something. I don't know what the fuck to call it. Hashtag Muncie Hive has something like it's just so bad that like to for someone to like just take two years of Max Muncie's career Ooh, and then put fuck like hey he's better than Freddie Freeman over a guy that's been dominating the 2010s and Freddie Freeman does not get enough credit. What are we talking about here, dude? Freddie Freeman's so tired in the fact that he's from Orange County. It's I saw. Sick. I mean, there was like a vote. I don't know. It was like a bracket, and people were saying like Max Muncy Acuna. It must have been like eighty-one nineteen, and people are like, it's still close. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? I just don't. There's I, no I way. Get, I get supporting your team. I get being on the end of like, nah, I'm gonna fucking ride this out. Likewise, likewise, one hundred percent. But it. Enough is enough sometimes, dude. Am I going to say, like, like we have, I love, I love we have the all David my Fletcher. Players. We have the David Fletcher thing in Angel's Twitter. And yeah. it's like, it's like, hey, we know. Like, I like where you're going. It's like satirical to a degree. Is he our Lord and Savior? Yes. Is he going to take us to the promised land? Yes. But at the same time, we're also self-aware. And we're not exactly. Like, we're not like, well, I, I think if they Max get Muncy. Had the most walks after a strikeout before a hit in MLB history last yeah, year. Yeah, like Max Muncy didn't strike out on a three-two count. Freddie Freeman did, and mm-hmm. it was like, okay, dude, Fuck like out of my face, though. Hey, man, I just need, I need less stats. I probably I need, need like ten categories of stats, and I'm good. You know what stat I really want? Number of fights. No, that that's so low. If baseball had that's more, that's so fights, low, dude. Baseball needs more fights. No, how does it not? I mean, yes, but. I'm I'm gonna stick with the baby boomers here. Fuck man, like I, I think they need more rivalries. So what, was need, the, what was the coolest need, moment from last season? Because in that top five, you I got mean, yeah, the only Garrett thing the only thing coming close. to mind right now is the Amir Garrett thing. But like, there's there's a ton of cool moments. I mean, the obviously the Nationals winning it all. I know that's cool doing but all I'm that. Saying, but I'm like, saying yes, okay, that does stick out, like, bro. Amir Garrett's name definitely does grow. Look, I couldn't tell you who the fuck Hunter Strickland was before he. Through blows with Harper. Yeah, I had no idea who that was. Whatever, you know. So, 
I think rivalries is better, and that'll lead to more fights, which I guess could grow the game, but I don't think it's necessary. But, I mean, like, I, I'm going to stick with the boomers on this one. So, do you like rivalries among teams, or do you want to see, like, Strickland versus Harper? Like, more of that. I want to see, like, a situation where it's, like, Kershaw versus Acuna. Acuna takes him deep, whatever. Kershaw pins him. And then I want to see, like, the next time they play, it's, like, so-and-so scheduled to start. And then they're, like, the Dodgers are, like, nah, we're putting Kershaw in because they're playing the Braves. Where maybe he might not be scheduled to start against them. Because he wants his. And now it's, like, I want my. Come up and then, yeah. And then, again, also, like, team on team, I feel like some rivalries there would be nice. I mean, like, obviously, you know, there's not a lot, but. You know, Yankees, Red Sox, and the old boomer fucking rivalry. Yankees, but. Red Sox is not even what it used to be either. Yeah. Like, it, that used to be, like, the thing. Like, Yeah, like, now now I think, what's the biggest rivalry in baseball right now? Uh, well, fuck, it's like the Astros. Dodgers and winning. Astros and, every, <laughs> Astros and <laughs> everybody, dude. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, there's, everyone's going to hate the Astros, but I don't yeah. know if that's considered a rivalry. Let's take a quick break right now. Are you done with that thought? I don't know. I need to check the equipment. Am I ever done with any thoughts? No, who cares? Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Carl, do ad read. This podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Popple. What's Popple? You see right here, got the nice little circle. It's aesthetically pleasing. Popple, the new age revolutionary business card. Mm -hmm. Throw the fucking pieces of paper you got in your pants away. Got no use for that. Just the same way we don't write our numbers down to give to people. You put it in your phone. To girls. Popple to people, Max. Okay. Popple has all the information you need right here at the tap of a phone. Bop. Transfers whatever you need. Twitter, PayPal, Cash App, Instagram, all that shit. Like, you meet someone at the bar. Like, when let's say at we're, Golden Road. we're at Golden Road kicking it and we see Trent Rush. Like, yo, Trent, like... Uh, let me get your number so next time you get me into the Diamond Club and we drink beers from St. Archer in there. And you get me into the Diamond Club. <laughs> and you get me into the Diamond Club. And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure, man. Let me get your number. And then you just go, bop. And there it is. I think even you could, like sneak, you could, like, sneak this someone. Like, you could, maybe you get within two feet of trial and he's on his phone and you just, bloop. He's just going to get notifications. Like, hey, what's this? And now all of a sudden he has your number. Hey, why did Max request $100 from me on Venmo? <laughs> It just says for the New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, I'm short about $50. Um, Popple, promo code locker, L O C K E R. 20% yeah. off. 20? That's a, that's a fucking steal. 20% off. Um, Popple, share your number, share your whatever. I don't know. There's slogan. Share it all. Yeah, share it all. You meet Angels fan. Do you want to fucking, they owe you money. You buy them a beer. Popple promo code locker. You want to talk about David Fletcher's um, replacement with someone no, else? I don't. Bop. I don't want to. Um, we're talking about Golden Road. We're talking about uh, how that place is a top ten, top five, probably top one pregame location. Only thing they're missing is like shots. Not for long, because the well, Angels in 2025. Well, yeah, I what? mean, we're we're talking about this, but. Not for long, but still kind of for long. Not for long, but still kind of another five years. Um, the Angels uh, released a plan where they are planning to build um, around the stadium and build, you know, every, everyone on Twitter saw the graphic, right? They're going to build apartments. They're going to build shops. They're going to put a yard house. 
I got you, Yardhouse. Um, and they're going to put in they're a bunch of things. Strip club. They're going to put a bunch of things around the stadium. And I saw they're going to like take some stuff off, put parking lots, do this, do that. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously, that's where we're from. We're, you know, we haven't really seen any stadium renovations. I'm from here. You know, we haven't really seen anything. They've added the George. They've added Golden Road, which have been nice, two nice additions. But it kind of seems like they're talking about an overhaul of just the parking lot and just gonna fucking yeah and gentrify it up in today's like social media everything at a click of a button day and age they did themselves no favors by putting the plan out like number one the stadium looked horrendous yeah it took the rocks out hey the fuck there's gonna be nothing in the outfield hey what are we gonna be the outfield in the outfield we're gonna put a pool in center field like chase field no pools in the outfield fuck chase field dude yeah cf Nah, but I think it's tight. I think it's cool. In the in the article that they put out, it said they're going to have stuff that you can do before and after the game. And Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest after thing. After the game is drink burrs. After the game is the biggest because after the game at Angel Stadium, there's really not much to do. I mean, you could go to Danny K's down the road. Go like you Hooters. could go to Golden Road, Hooters. Yeah, but, I mean, you still got to drive, right? You still got to, like, get in an Uber. You still got to get picked up. How nice would it be to leave the uh, stadium and have, like, if you've been to Vegas, like how the link yeah, the link is. You got in and out indoors. You got thing. You got a bunch of bars. So, I think it's good. I think it's good. Don't take the rocks away, please, because then we won't have a podcast. We'll have to change our name to fucking parking structure in the outfield. <laughs> and Golden and Road that would after be good. the games is not been undefeated. There. Haven't been there. Yeah, you have. I've been there with you, but we don't remember. Oh, yeah. But I remember. Oh, we did go there. It was, like, opening day, huh? It's like a cesspool of weird vibes. Like, weirdos? Because one team, there's going to be fans from both teams, and one of those teams lost. Mm. So it's just like weird. Like, if I go in there and I see a guy wearing a fucking Justin Morneau Minnesota Twins jersey. I'm out. And we just got throttled by the Twins. It's like. Max Kep. Like, bro, I, I fucking want to beat you up right now, but I also want to enjoy yeah. a cold one. Yeah, no, I do. I, fuck, man. I hate the beers from Golden Road. I don't hate them, but this is not my f- preference. You know how you have your committer get blocked? Yeah, committer get blocked. I see. I'm going to do a Mango Carter GTFO. Mango Carter GTFO. <laughs> dude, good one. Mango Carter is probably the easiest one to drink. The Mexican one's okay, but Mango Carter. Mango Carter is very... Mango Carter Ed- Mango is like us as a podcast. Edgar had one. Very Edgar had one that was just dark, but it, it like... Because, like, I hate getting the light beer. because was the Mexican one. Because then people call me, like, a bitch. Like, you get a little bitch light beer. So I, I, I order cheap I'll order one dark one, one really dark beer, and then like, hey, take a picture of me, take a picture, and then I'll post that one. And then people will be like, damn, he drinks, and the beer snobs, oh wow, that's a seventeen percent WRC plus beer, like you know what I mean? My favorite people are the ones that are like, oh, you drink fucking white claws, you gotta drink real yeah. beer, like, and they're drinking like a Budweiser, and it's yeah. like, hey. No, they don't drink butter. They'll drink like a fucking, uh, cone, like, like something with a fish on it. I don't know. With a Kona fucking snapfish, whatever the fuck. It's like White Claw has, White Claw's 5%. What's the one in um, Long Beach? What's it called? Ballast Point? Yeah, that one I feel like Sculpting. real pretentious. They're actually tight though. The that place, one's real The place in Angel Stadium. I mean Angel Stadium. The place in downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. They got a Ballast Point. That soft pretzel's undefeated. Well, so talk to Trent Rush about pretzels, baby. Maybe we need to put... A Ballast Point Angel Stadium. They're definitely going to put, like, another brewery in there or something. Yeah. I mean, maybe Golden... I mean, I don't know if they're... I, I don't know if they Didn't do Golden Road buy the land next to them? They're going to expand? I feel like they do have a Golden Road thing in the stadium. 
They have like a little. Anyway, sell the beers. I think people are getting tired of beers. We talked about. No one gets tired of beers. Angels renovations. Shohei Otani uh, got his new line. Shohei Otani got the Shoklies. He's, he's officially transitioned into like. He's a star. He's a star. He's is a supernova. He are and. I, I mean, everybody in this podcast that's listening loves Shohei. I know you caught this because you're like how I am, but the Angels put their 60 man out today, and yeah. they're listed two by way. positions, yeah. and Shohei is on there as two-way, dude. Stud. The fucking go. So that's dude. actually a good transition. Let's hop over. Uh, Angel. Sorry, excuse me. Burt Boy. Sorry, Burt Boy. Um, Angels trans- transition. Angels transition to Angels put out their 60-man <laughs> roster today. And let's go through some of the names. Obviously, I'm going to go through all the names, right? It's going to go fucking rapid fire. Um, and then we'll go through the ones that you're surprised, the ones you're not. So, pitchers, Justin Anderson, Matt Andrews, Luke Barr, Jacob Barnes, Jaime Bidia, Kemba Drosian, Ryan Butcher, Dylan Bundy, Ty Butcher, Griffin Kenny, Taylor Colt, Andrew Heaney, Kyle Keller, Parker Markell, Mike Myers, murder. Well, Major Key. He's going to kill the fucking batters. <laughs> Holby Milner, Felix Pena. Uh, Dylan Peters, Jose Quijada, Neil Ramirez, Noe Ramirez, Hansel Robles, Chris Rodriguez, Jose Rodriguez, hey, Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, Julio Terran, Hector Yan. Why you turn into <sighs> two why, way? Why you turn into Nacho Libre when yeah, you're reading? Sorry, that? two way. Shohei Otani lit catchers: Anthony Bamboom, Jose Luisenio, uh Jason Castro, Jay Jack Cast. Kruger, Max Stass. Um, infielders: Erismendi, Alcantara. David Fletcher, Jemai Jones, Tommy Lastella, Pujols, Rendon, Renjifo, Rojas, Jose Rojas, and who I think he's going to be pretty good at first base. Plot twist. Um, Andrelton Simmons. My cousin's brother-in-law. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Damn, give him a bud. Uh, Elliot Soto, who, again, uh, him and Levon Soto, I think are good. Uh, Matt Theis, Jared Walsh, uh, two guys that played a little last year. Outfielders, Taylor Ward, Justin Upton, big shocker, Mike Trout, uh, Brandon Marsh, Michael Hedmosillo, uh, Brian Goodwin, you were, you were having fun with that on Twitter today. Huh? Jojo Rakes, Joe jo Adele, and uh, last but not least, Jordan Adams. So, how elite is that? I know you guys aren't seeing this, but on here it has they are seeing the guys in. Why are they seeing it? Oh, they'll see it. Okay, well, you've probably already seen it. If you've already seen it, what we're looking at right now has the whole roster, and then the guy, the name of the guys on like the forty man are in, are bold. in bold. Yeah. So, who was the biggest surprise to you? That's in bold. Because I have mine. Um, let me take a look at this. I just want... Because... In bold, the biggest surprise to me... Basically, in this case, in bold is like you're going to be... On the opening day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, probably for me is going to be Jemai Jones. Me too. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I didn't realize he was that close. That Well, he's been in the minors for about for minute, four years. But I didn't realize yeah. he was like... You well, I mean, I think it's his time. I think he's kind of like years. no disrespect to Jamai Jones, but I think he is like the guy in high school when it's like he's a, like he's on varsity because he's a senior. Ah, You know what I mean? Like it's his time. Right. Got it. And it's like not saying that he's getting anything handed out. He's definitely earned he's every the work. He's definitely mm-hmm. he's been grinding. I went to go see him at Inland, Inland Empire a couple of times. Um, I'm going to say in and out. No, and he he's been a cool guy. We've seen him obviously at spring training for the past couple of years. Yep. He's he's been one hundred percent busting his ass. He's made a position change, which isn't easy. Um, he used to play so outfield or something. Uh, he, he used to be outfielder. Now he like he's now on at second base. Right. So I'm actually glad. I want to see him. Obviously, want to see him do well. Um, but I think I think the reason he's in bold is because it's his time. It's it's his time to 
you know, I don't want to say like a con, I guess you can call it a contract year, but it is, it is, uh, his time. It's his time to go. It's his time to step up. The The phone's ringing. He needs to answer it. Um, who's one person overall, the majority of the list that you're just surprised to see on here just in general. Yeah. I think we were kind of like hoping for it, but we knew Jordan Adams was on the cusp. Yeah. Like he was like a fringe and then yeah. he put that tweet out today. Dude, that was a, he put that tweet out before this thing when, even came when out. When you make the 60-man roster, yeah. it's like, <laughs> dude, so lit. It was like mom-made pizza rolls. Well, that that's crazy. The they've been talking about him, uh, and you guys will hear this in the interview, but they've been talking about Jordan Adams. His speed. Dude's a baller. They're saying he's a fa- he could two-way be the fastest, baller. He fastest, fastest guy on the team. league, yeah. uh, in the team. Sorry, I don't know about the league. Uh, fastest guy on the team. Uh, hey, 10th inning, get your ass on second yeah, base. That's exactly what... That's where where it went because they're saying, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really talked about this, but one of the new rule changes for the sixty game like shortened season is tenth inning. They're gonna start the tenth inning with a guy on second base. Yep, probably for time like purposes. And yeah. so you start the guy with the fastest dude on the fucking roster. It's pretty at lit. Second, you, just like, need, you could score on a single. You know, you score on a sack fly if you're Tatis. Exactly. Or on a pop up. Um, who's one guy that is missing from this list? And and I don't know I, I'm not not no shot at you I don't know if you're that well into like the farm system that's not like your thing right I'm not super like, like, like you kind of are kind of aren't yeah I'm into it because of cards all the obviously. guys that I so, was like oh I wonder if they're gonna be on are on there okay I think we're missing one guy um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Jackson. Jackson let's yeah, go that's who you're thinking of let's go lit boy that would be my um, only, that would be my only answer yeah oh well obviously Reed Detmers. Reed Detmer's not on there, but uh, that kind of would have been like a, like, oh, shit. I'm kind of down. That would have been a power move. Bro, that's kind of like, I'm kind of down. That would have been a flex. I'm kind of down. But, I mean, obviously, he just got drafted two weeks ago. How yeah. lit would that be to be on the fucking 40-man or whatever, 60-man? There's so many rules in this 40-60-man. Like, if he's playing this, he's this. If he gets kicked, he's this. The only way he can get released is that. Look, man, give me some time. I'll try to figure it out and break it down to you guys. But if I can't figure it out, no one's going to figure it out. Well, people will figure it out. I just don't get it. The guys that like Warp Plus BC slash. They'll fucking figure it out. They're going to um, rip. What's it called? Fucking there's a COVID IL. Which is tight. I mean, it's pretty fair. It's like he got COVID, so separate. he got about. It's separate yeah. than like a regular IL, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of sick. I wonder if teams will start using it where like someone gets hurt and they'll just be like, I'll just say you got COVID. Oh, oh no, he has COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like when people get sh- attacked by a shark and they die, but then they test COVID positive related, for COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's COVID related. COVID death. related death. Um, yeah, so I, I feel bad. The pitching obviously looks stacked. I mean, we've always said this. Chris Rodriguez is a guy who I think uh, can step up. I don't know if he'll crack the opening day roster, but I, I'd like to see him. He's a younger guy. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know. Pitching is just, I hate talking about pitching because it's always so like, Anything could change like that. So fast. It's like, it doesn't even matter, right? We got to just rely on Griffin Canning, uh, Dylan, Dylan Bundy, Bindi. fucking uh, Andrew Heaney, Middleton's going to fucking think I hate to, up. I hate to sound like a dick. No, 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 no. I hate to sound like I'm pandering. I'm not trying to at all. Yeah. But I really think, like, we're going to get a big year out of Heaney. A run? Oh, I saw something, actually, where they said Heaney's a dark horse to get, like, most strikeouts or something. Dude, he's it was like, like it was like the obvious choice, Garrett Cole, and then the dog is like. So Heaney. Heaney has always struck me as the guy that like, like you know when you have dudes that are like, do they even like the game? Like, do they even care anymore? Or, really? Or they, so yeah. like when people are like, like he's a lot of. I mean, back to UFC. A lot of guys are like, oh, he's so talented, but he just doesn't care enough. Yeah. And 
Heaney always seemed like, does he even give a fuck? Like, is he just out there because he can throw that fucking curveball? Yeah. Or like, and now that he, like, we got a little bit of him in the offseason, like, with the Astros, he's like, fuck, like, fuck those guys. Yeah, much, exactly. You know? He and shows some, like, he, personality. Like, and he's really emerged as a leader in the locker room, it seems like. Definitely, and, and definitely. Like, like, he seems like he has something to play for as if he didn't already. Yeah. I think I think him, too, he's kind of like... There's, like, I mean, a certain edge about going, him. Going back to, like, the high school analogies, like, he... Let's say he played varsity as a sophomore, and now he's a senior, and now it's, like, his team. Yeah. He's grown into the role. Obviously, he's seen some, like, emotion out of him with, like, skags and yeah, all that exactly. stuff. But watching him grow into, like, elite... Like, now... I think we said it earlier on an earlier podcast. He's, like, now a captain. Yeah. He's like now leader of the thing, and I hope the play like follows through with that. Like I, I can kind of know what we're already expecting from Heaney. Like we can expect a few good innings or a couple good starts. Sure, he has a shitty start one day, but I mean, I'm hopefully if even if we get that old Heaney, I'm totally fine with that. Just his leadership, I think, will boost his confidence and just help him out there on the mound. This season is going to be so crazy, and in, in the just the fact that we like you're a notorious. Justin Upton, not hater. hater, but like you're not a fan, right? You're like as if bases are loaded and I get yeah, to yeah, pick my exactly. guy, it's, it's not, not gonna be okay, up. and that's yeah. fine. But what I was talking to my boy the other day, shout out Leo, shout out North Face sponsors. Uh, we were saying Justin Upton could go on a fucking tear for sixty games and then like disappear in the playoffs, and that'll be fine because we yeah. have we have ten other guys that can fucking step up, you know. And like, that's scary. We were talking to. Obviously, the Trent Rush interview is coming up, but we're saying, like, man, we don't know what fucking jersey to get. Dude, there's it's so impo- many. I'm running out of monies. Because you got the stars, you got Trout, you got Rendon, you got Otani, yep. you got even Pujols, the Hall of Famer. But then, like, dude, you got guys that are interactive on Twitter, Keenan Middleton. Like, I want a Middleton jersey. I want a Middleton I'm jersey. Keenan jersey for yeah, sure. we got to get Middleton we jersey. To, we got to get to. Fletch. We got to get... If Reed pay your Detmers is fucking fire, we got to get a fucking Detmers jersey. And it's only a matter of time before you get that. Joe Adele. Ne- never mind. Oh, uh, the, someone the, like you, Jersey. The first fucking... Let me talk to... Hey, JoJo Rakes. Joe Adele. The first day they stalk your jersey in the team store, it's going on my back. I don't care if it's white, gray, or red. It is going on my back. Dude, speaking of that, that edit for Angels jerseys on Twitter, the navy blue was fucking Oh, yeah. Whoever did that, fire. Uh, shout out. Uh, one last thing before we get into the Trent Rush interview. Um, I'm going to bring the mood a little down. Great. Andrew Tolls. Yeah. Wait, this is going to be my foul ball of the week, right? Weird, weird this vibes. is going to, let's get into foul ball of the week. This is my foul ball. Okay. My foul ball is going to go to the Dodgers fan base. Big shocker, right? I don't like the Dodgers. Everyone's very aware. There was a tweet this week that said, you, and motherfuckers be embarrassed to wear a mask, but we'll wear an Angels jersey in public. 50,000 interactions, right? 20,000 20, likes, some thousand retweets, whatever. 50,000, do the math. A story about Andrew Tolls, a former Dodger, who is now homeless and going through mental health issues and whatnot. Everyone has their own problems. Sleeping behind an airport, uh, got arrested, and that had 2,000 likes. Less than a couple hundred retweets. A guy who really did a lot in that run, like... He, he should be like a celebrated dog. I don't, I mean, I can understand how you can be in the majors in 2017, 2018, and then 2020, you're homeless. I can comprehend that. People don't manage their money, mental health issues, drugs, alcohol, things like that. Like, I can, I can totally understand yeah. that. That's not 
taboo or anything. What I don't understand is how no one on the Dodgers has kept in touch with him, has said, like, hey, man, are you good? Were anyone heard from so-and-so? Like, he left the team on unusual circumstances. He left for family reasons. You don't think a coach is keeping in contact with them of being like, hey, maybe we could bring him back? I played junior college football in I my second year as a sophomore. I was, like, buried on the depth chart, right? There was a guy ahead of me who's going to USC. Um, I wasn't going to play. So right before our first game, I was, like, I kind of was, like, looking at shit, and, like, I was, like, low on money, and I was, like, I got to get a job. I was, like, I can't keep doing this. I went to my coach, and I told him, I was, like, hey, I can't keep doing this. I got to get a job. For about a week after I quit, my coach was just, hey, how you feeling? Hey, you want to come back? Hey, you want to do this? Hey, how you, you think you can suit up this? Like, you want to come back and suit up this week? And I just didn't feel, I was just done with football. I don't understand how on the major league level, Andrew Tolles doesn't have a coach, a teammate, uh, anyone, a fucking anybody to be like, guy. hey, bro, how are you? Yeah. And then he'd be like, I'm good. I'm sleeping behind the airport. You know what I mean? Or like, I'm like, I'm not good sleeping behind the airport. Um, I'm sure the Dodgers look and the Dodgers have no obligation to fucking pay. I'm sure they paid out his contract and did everything from a moral standpoint. But I think this is like, this is where the fans step in. And I saw someone tweet like, what if he doesn't want money? And it's like, in what fucking world are you choosing to sleep behind an airport? I don't care how messed up you are. No one, no one who like willingly sleeps behind an airport is turning down money or is like, I mean, he obviously needs help. Right, get him the help he needs, and I think this is a good time for Dodger fans. And look, and my thing is, like, I could have been totally shitty about this. I had the jokes in the chamber. I said, "Hey, why doesn't he sell his 2017 ring?" Because uh, he didn't have one. Why uh, don't Dodger fans help him? It's like, well, because a lot of them don't know who he is. I could have been shitty. I wasn't. I could have been. Hey, man, I wasn't. You can't say I wasn't shitty. I could have been, but I wasn't. You can't say I could have been, and then. List the things that you were going to say when you were going to be. I could have been real shitty, but I wasn't. I'm looking. I'm, I'm still looking for a GoFundMe. I'm still looking for a Venmo. Anything I can do to help Andrew Tolls, even if it's 100 bucks, Right? Um, yeah. I think this is where Dodger fans have to come up. I mean, they sure as hell go to the games and take pictures of their beers. Uh-huh. They sure as hell go to the games and buy fake-ass fucking jerseys, but they can't step up to help Andrew Tolls. And That's I, I bullshit. Guess That's I, bullshit. I know like, we're a baseball podcast, and I know it's... We try to fuck around and we don't take shit seriously. Like, but in a situation like this, the, you have to question the mental health aspect of it. I'm trying to think of an angel that was on the team a couple years ago that we would like be like, I wonder if that person's okay. Like, um, it's like Cam Bedrosian or like I think he's still on the team, like Matt Shoemaker, on a different team. It'd be like uh, Shoemaker's on like the Blue Jays, or like someone that's not in the league anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, oh. fucking... Uh, well, I was just Sean Figgins, from like a, fucking... You know what I mean? Like, oh, someone that's... Had, Cole Calhoun. That's different like, because it's so recent. Like, Sean Figgins. Andrew Tolles was, like, 2017. Yeah, okay, so it'd be, like... I mean, it'd be, like, if... Again, wishing this guy the best. If, like, Jemai Jones just didn't make it and, like, was found sleeping behind an be airport. Like, you know it'd what I mean? Like, for us, I think it's, like, a Luis Renjifo. Exactly. Someone that... I mean, it's hard to... Th- I can't think of anyone that's not in the league anymore, but, like, that person. But I'm I'm looking at it from a, like when people have problems with mental health, there's usually signs, right? And like, granted, a lot of people are good at compartmentalizing; they hide it. It's like they don't know. But then, from my example, like Titus Young on the Lions, yeah, like he was he was a baller, you know, Boise State. He came through. I think he he was like football's different though. But he he had like this kind of stuff going on, and and he like bugged out and he dipped out from football. 
and like you still would see like like the team would hit him up the team would be in contact with yeah. them dudes on twitter would be like i feel like, like it's so much like, more yo, frequent that was my guy league. you know and it's not cuz of ct like i guess ct is a, a reason but i don't think it's like bro like football is cuz like the career span is so much shorter yeah right so it's like it, it's fucked up but um yeah i mean if it, any dodger fan so quick to talk shit before you do that shoot me his fucking venmo i'll give him some fucking money yeah you know what i mean like i'm tired of this like you guys talk shit. And I mean, dude, like the joke, like my thing is like a lot of Dodger fans are Dodger fans because of the logo, because of the LA, because of the, you know, Dodger think blue slogan, right? They don't care about the players. Figure out who the fuck Andrew Tolls is. Find me a Venmo before you come talk to me. Cause I'm going to get a lot of hate. I'm sure. Find me a Venmo, send that, then send your fucking bullshit message. And then, I probably donated more than you anyways, so. They're dodging Andrew Tolls like they dodged that World Series trophy. Sell your World Series ring. I don't want to be shitty, but I will. Speaking um, of World Series. All right, let's get into. Oh, go ahead. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into your foul ball. Okay, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, it's my that's fault. what I was going to say. Yeah, let's get into fault. your foul ball. Look at it closely. Go ahead. Here. It's my fault. I'm not living to live. Yeah, my foul ball on a strangely related World Series note. Um, Aubrey Huff. Oh, my God. Is really just Aubrey Cuck taking the torch of he most hateable guy on Twitter, yeah, and just running with Easily. it, dude. He passed Clay Travis for me. He fucking passed Clay's a cuck. He fucking passed what's that other idiot's name? The fucking dude that Andrew Schultz does a perfect impression of Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. He said, yeah. "See you later." Do you see Ben Shapiro's sister? It's built like a milk truck. I don't know if I've ever seen a milk truck in Some person. Tits on her. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Aubrey Huff is just she could be a hot dog girl. Rambling. He's very Ben Shapiro's like, sister could be a hot dog girl. He's Aubrey Huff is very like he's like the basically everything we talked about on the last few podcasts, he's like the opposite of all that. Yeah. So he's like, all lives matter, fuck wearing masks, COVID is fake, back the blue, all that shit, right? And he's so like Here's the thing. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, and I don't even hate people who have opinions that are different than mine, but if you blatantly spew hate speech and you just talk the shit that he talks on Twitter and you make it a point that you're trying to ruffle feathers while simultaneously being a piece of shit. And then playing the victim. And then you're like, oh, wow, you guys really hate me that bad because I like President Trump. Like, No, no one's saying that. You're just being a piece of shit and... There's a reason why your team that won a World Series doesn't want your didn't run. invite you yeah. to the celebration anniversary of it. So you would have to do a lot of things for me to not invite you to something that you were a big part no, of. No, something that sacred. So like no in way. ten years, when Rocks in the Outfield has blown up and it's like nothing in the outfield anymore, but it's a huge podcast and you're on the outside looking in saying, Where did I go wrong? You're gonna be canceled by that. I would still invite you. You're gonna be so canceled by that. I would say, Max. Please come back to the show that you helped build. And you'd say, oh, you guys hate me that much? Your dad's going to own. Fuck you. Your dad is going to own 100% of the show. My dad is trying to be Scrooge McDuck. Carl's dad, every time we see him, we give him a percentage of the podcast. I think I'm down to like 2%. Yeah, it's the percentage that we have left, we're going to give to Andrew Tolls, too. I mean, so it's more than any Dodger fan. It's perfect. Um, All right, that's uh, not it. We have... uh, We have TR. Trent Rush interview. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. Are you proud that I made no Rush puns? Rocky fans. You just did. Rockies fans, enjoy this interview with Trent Rush. Gang, gang. And now we welcome on very special guest, Angels 
reporter, <laughs> Trent Rush. You guys, obviously, he is uh, very well recognized. Uh, there's a lot of great things with the Angels, the Angels Recap Podcast, all that stuff. Trent, how you doing, man? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. I know, baby. All right. So you have probably one of the – I mean, probably the best Angels podcast out there, I think. And Definitely the best. One Definitely of the reasons – yeah, way better than ours. One of the reasons we'll get them, we'll get them. One of the reasons I job. really like it is because you take that like baseball it, like is like a big massive like stake. And then what you do is like you break it down into like chewable pieces. And even for us, like because you know, baseball is kind of like it does kind of have like that overlaying sense of like it's kind of like an older game and a lot of rules and stuff, and you really break it down. And I, I mean you do a great job. I don't even know if that's a really the question, but uh, how do you how are you, like, you're leading the forefront of, like, growing the game. What are some things that, like, help you kind of stay motivated and keep pushing the game to grow and stuff? Well, that's really nice of you to say. I mean, here, here's kind of how I have always seen things. So, like, I cover a little bit of hockey, too. And I always feel like I have a hard time when I cover hockey because I'm not, like, in the hockey club. You know what I mean? Like, like they're, they're, there's a group, like, there's a fan base, and they're great, and they're super passionate. But if you're, like, not one of them, you kind of feel like an outsider. And I've started to see a trend a little bit that in baseball, there's kind of the same thing, which is the exact opposite of what the game has stood for for eternity. It's always been, you know, started, you know, for me, it was my dad taking me to games when I was two and three years old on his shoulders going to baseball. I've been around it my whole life. And you just go and you enjoy the game. And I know that, you know, it's a generational sport. And you spend time with family there and your friends. And it's a great social sport. So for the diehard fans that really want to get into the nuts and bolts, and we can talk about things like – arbitration and service time and, and all that kind of stuff fine but I know most fans want to go to the ballpark they want to enjoy their experience they want to have fun while they're there spending time with people they want to be around and maybe if they know a couple extra things about the game that helps them enjoy it a little bit more that's a great thing I think that that's most fans and that's what's like been so upsetting to me during this whole time during the pandemic we're spending all this time talking about the labor negotiations and the owners and the players when really we just want to watch baseball and personally I don't really care what goes on between what sides are getting what money that's not my business when it affects there being games on the field well then it matters a little bit more to me but at the end of the day I just want to watch a game and I don't know why that's so hard uh, for some people to cover but if that's what we do and that's how we go about it we can love what I think is just the most fun beautiful game and part of it is because such a social sport we grab a beer have some helmet nachos and just hang out and have a good time at the ballpark that's what it's supposed to be about max has been dying he's been dying for some helmet nachos dude um yeah the bucket of cookies i'm dying for the bucket of cookies i can't really wrap my head around i mean i played when i was i played little league high school you know i did there and like i can't wrap around my head why people don't enjoy going to a game because it's it's very different than like I mean I get it it's a tough watch on TV if you're a cat even if you're like a big NFL guy like it's a tough watch to watch three hours of the game it doesn't matter um, but like going to the game I think is such a unique event I think it's so different from football and basketball right like I mean I guess I you can kind of say hockey and baseball games are similar because there's so many of them but like yeah. I mean I just I just think you hit it right on the head like it should be such a bigger sport. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, we're glad that you're pushing the forefront. What do you, like, what's your, like, job, uh, not, like, job title, but, like, on a day-to-day, -day, like, how do you handle your, like, you know, stuff with the Angels? 
Man, I mean, that's, that's kind of a complicated question yeah. in itself. I try, to, I try to do a little bit of everything, and that's kind of my role. I, I just, you know, people call say, introduce me to an angels broadcaster. Okay, well, what, that, what does that really entail? Because I, I do some of the play-by-play every once in a while uh, on a fill-in basis. Uh, I host the post-game show, Angels Recap, after every single Angels uh, home game. This year, I think we're going to do it after all of the games. Um, you know, I, I do some of the pre-game shows. I'm the team reporter. I do a lot of different things. So, um, my whole thing is just trying try to be that bridge that connects the team to the fans. And I get a great opportunity to do that. I'll be going into my fifth season – or, excuse me, this will be my sixth season with the Angels started with, in 2015. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a good time whether it comes to interviewing players or, or doing – talking to managers or going to events. I love spending time with fans at some of our events. Uh, That's like one of my favorite things that we do. Um, And then doing the show. And and the the biggest thing for me, why I wanted to do the show that I do, for those that aren't familiar, you mentioned the Angels Recap Podcast, which is what we do when there's basically no baseball. But the radio show on AM830 and which is a podcast as well, is a chance for fans to tweet in. You know, like some of those call-in shows that people used to call. Well, we will still take calls on occasion, but I think the, the better way to connect is everyone's on social media, right? Send me a tweet. I'll read your question. I'll answer it on the air, and we can just kind of go rapid fire and get through as many as we can. So uh, be a, a family is the yeah. whole thing. I, I want this – when we do this show, it's supposed to be an extension of your ballpark experience. You went to the game. You had fun with your friends. Man, I noticed that in the fifth inning. You know, Anderson Simmons was squaring up the bunt there. Why do that? Well, let me tell you. Or, yeah. you know, hey, how come, how come Mike Trout was walked in that situation? That didn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, that's what the show is for. They talk about those kind of things and break it down and, and be fun. Because I, I tell you, some of my favorite games have been when you have like a, a 14 inning game. Sometimes I'm not coming on the air until like midnight. But yeah. there's probably not very many fans or listeners out there. But those few that are, are so passionate and so dedicated. I love getting to spend time with them. Like th- that part of it is so much fun for me. So any chance I can to, to, to connect the club to our fans, I want to do that any way possible. You're, you're kind of like the David Fletcher. You kind of do, yeah. you kind of do it all. You do like a little bit of everything. That's some high praise. For, why, 2021, David Fletcher is going to be an all-star. Book I would it. love that. I love it. I would love that. We've been, we've been uh, going back and forth on when we're going to pull the trigger on getting a Fletcher jersey because we, we're like, man, we, we got to do it eventually. There's, it, it, it's, it's tough for the fans. Like, there's too many jerseys to pick from. Yeah. Like, who do you <laughs> that, what, a, what a great problem. Yeah, for real. But, no, I think I, – I, just to touch on what you said, it's so funny. That reminded me of, like, us. Because I think we're, like, around the same age. You're, like, 27, 28, right? Yeah. So, you said uh, – you said, who calls in anymore? Like, you just haven't tweeted. Like, yeah. man, don't call me. Just text yeah. me or something. Like, I don't want yeah. <laughs> to talk to you, bro. But, uh, uh, just, I guess, I know you were going to the games. You said you were going to the games as a kid when you were, like, two and three years old with your pops. So, is it kind of like, like you go to work every day and kind of pinch yourself, like, damn, I'm working for the team that I grew up rooting for? Yeah, you know, and, and I don't do this often, but every once in a while, and it usually hits me most on opening day, is I have the, you know, part of where I have to go for my job is in the clubhouse, yeah. and in the dugout, and on the field. And when you're walking, there's, there's a little walk that you take. And, and from people that have been around forever at Angel Stadium, it has not changed since the day that they opened the ballpark. You walk through this concrete tunnel. 
and you leave the clubhouse, you walk up and you have to go down these stairs and then you go up these stairs. Yeah. When you're walking up the steps into the clubhouse, if anyone's been on a stadium tour, you know what I'm talking about. You have the dugout there and you just see the beautiful bright green field. And it's all dark and it's, you know, it's, it's just concrete. It's just an old building. And yeah. you walk up and you're, like it opens up to this like unbelievable sight of like the most beautiful green grass you've ever seen. And sometimes you stand there and you feel, you feel everything that is Major League Baseball. You feel the history of the ballpark. You feel, uh, you know, the presence of Mike Trout and, and all of that right when you're standing in that moment. And you're like, all right, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I guess every once in a while I, I try to pinch myself and remind yeah. myself that I'm really lucky to get to do what I do. But, uh, you know, I, w I should do it more often, to be honest with you, because it, uh, it's special getting to be in this business. And I hope that the other people that are in this business uh, don't take that for granted. It's probably hard to juggle being a fan and like having to be at work at the same time. Like I always said, like something like like Buffalo Wild Wings. If I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, I'd be walking around and I'd be like, oh, I gotta watch this game real quick. <laughs> people need me to go take something, you know. Yeah. So, um, on the way up for the people that have been on the stadium tour, um, there is a punching bag, I think, right by. Yes. Yes. Who whose is it? <laughs> Do we know? So from what Mark, both Mark Langston and Tim Salmon have told me that that punching bag has been there since they played for the Angels. Oh, wow. It has not changed. And, I, and, and they have said that players before them said, oh, yeah, this is there. So for all I know, that punching bag could be 60 years old, and we just wow. don't know it. I, you know what I mean? Like I, it's been there for a long time. Uh, I've been told there have been many bats that have hit that punching bag, uh, many fists. Uh, I've had, I've done like some funny videos and whatnot, messing around with that thing underneath. Yeah, but that's. I think that that punching bag has saved the organization a lot of money in construction. Because oh, wow. if, if not, if not for that punching bag, I, I think that there'd be some uh, refurbishing of some walls regularly. Uh, maybe, maybe, le maybe left a few too many on base. And you want to <laughs> take a little exactly. Shot. Gotta, or take uh, your bag, just whack that thing. Yeah. We got to take some bets on who's going to be the one to just crush Knock it down. Just, just someday. Someday. Yeah. Someone's going to let it rip one day. Um, so you don't get the chance <laughs> to, to go to many games, right? Like you have to work all of them, right? Is that. Yeah, that's the that's the worst part of the job is I don't ever get I don't ever get to just hang out at Angel Stadium and be a fan. Um, you know, I go to all the all the home games and I go to you know several of the road games, but not all of them. And it's this kind of, it's this funny mix, right? Because you know when when something is your job, as much as you love it, you know when you get a chance to take a break, you kind of want to take a break. So every I, I try every year, I, I try at least once a year to go to a game down in San Diego. Um, and, and go see a Padres game just because for me like that's the, I, I don't care necessarily about watching the game I want to go drink beer and hang out in the center yeah, field yeah. area I just, just mess around so I try to do that once a year to take in a game as a fan because that, that's the biggest thing that I miss out on I have friends that come on all, all the time and you know I, I spend a lot of time you know hanging out in the suites and interacting with people and seeing our season take holders and whatnot uh, but yeah I would love to be able to, to hang back have some nachos have a beer yeah. and, and watch a baseball game I don't get to do that, today, but but I think all the other things I get to do more than make up for that. So yeah, because that's I feel uh, very. So you're like a big proponent for like minor league baseball, right? And like love it. Like yeah. what what a shame for like that. Like obviously this year a lot of things have gone down the drain. Oh, like yeah. this is so like I mean there's no one really to blame, but it's like the fact that they they're cutting teams and like I mean I think minor league baseball is great. The wacky logos, the you know the players that go through the system, and then like. 
you know, like Mike Trout playing Cedar Rapids at one point. You know, like how, how weird is that? You know, like um, so I, I want to tell people, I'm, hey, I'm a trash panda, bro. Yeah, like that's how, right. How uh, like how is that going to impact the game? That there's, I mean, I. I mean, I think last I heard, there's no minor league season, right? Or they can't. Well, for this year, and that, that hurts because it takes baseball away in like 200 small towns. So uh, that, that stings. And that's, that's the way a lot of people around the country get a chance to watch and enjoy our great game. So I would hate to see the reduction of minor league baseball. It sounds like, unfortunately, that's probably coming down the line in, in a more permanent way. I would hate to see that. But, um, you know, these are, these are challenging times for everybody. And I think that minor league baseball appears to be no exception. Uh, to that right now. I don't know how many, if you guys have had a chance to go out and see some Inland Empire 66ers games uh, out in San Bernardino. I love it. You go to San Manuel Park. It, it's awesome. It's fun. Really good food there. And uh, it's just a great experience. I, I fell in love with minor league baseball in 2017 covering when Mike Trout was playing in Inland Empire. Yeah. And he was out there for, I think, four or five days. So yeah. I, and it was in the middle of summer. It was 110 degrees during batting practice. But I was out there, you know, whenever Trout was there, I was there. Yeah, and it was so much fun to be around it. Got to got to know some of the really cool people that just love this game and are so passionate. And, and the fans there are incredible. And you do get to see great players coming through there, like on rehab assignments and whatnot. And, and yeah. Joe Adele spent some time there. Um, it's sad that we're probably not going to get it in 2020, but hopefully uh, everyone's hunger for baseball uh, gets to a point where they don't want to miss any games in 2021, and we can go fill those minor league ballparks. What's the uh... What's like the sorry? What's like the best player you've seen? I don't matter, dude. In the minor, like in the minor league system, like um, maybe you went to a minor league game, like I don't know, yeah. ten years ago. Who's like the best player you've seen? Uh, maybe like coming up. Hey, Mike Trout. Like not not on a rehab assignment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's I have a maybe it's recency bias. But I tell you what, watching Joe Adele coming up, I mean, you, the, the bat, you know, for, for those that aren't familiar, he's the Angels' top prospect, uh, yeah. you know, could be in the big leagues this year. We'll find out. Probably will be, but we'll have yeah. to see. Um, th that guy is special, and the ball sounds differently. I mean, I, I would encourage any fan to go to batting practice, like go to a minor league batting practice, close your eyes and listen to the way the bat sounds, the way the ball comes off the bat, and you'll be able to pick out the stars because you'll just hear those loud thumps it's like listening to fireworks you can hear the everyone's got little sparklers but the one the big bat loud bangers man you know that that okay this guy's got something and you can usually tell so i would i would encourage any fan to go do that that reminds me of like i don't know if you saw the clip it was like i think it was two days ago but uh adam jones in the kbo he hits his high like rocket coming off his bat like Compared to everyone else, it's like, oh, these dudes are just different. Like you can you can tell. You you can tell. And, and and you know, I tell you who has got the loudest sound is Otani. It, louder than Trout. I mean, when when Otani gets one, that is the most impressive thing I've ever seen. It's like I saw him hitting. I remember the first spring training he was with the Angels, and he struggled that spring training. But his batting practices were unbelievable. The ball was like still going up as it was crossing over the center field wall. I mean, this guy had just ridiculous power. Yeah, that's that's like CC the bat thing. He's like, he's like, this guy throws 100 miles an hour and he hits about 900 feet. Like, yeah. that's insane. And now he has a, a great new Oakley deal. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought that was awesome. We need we need those Oakley. Yeah, I need those. Yeah, 100. Hey, um, I mean, it's perfect. Future's so bright. He's got to wear shades. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like, I've always thought it's so funny seeing the guys on like the rehab assignments. Like, I don't know when it, like it sticks out in my in my brain. Like, 
when Manny Ramirez was on a rehab assignment, he's like, all these 20, 21, 22 year old dudes that are like trying to get a piece of the pie, and you just see Manny Ramirez coming through. Like, these guys look so funny in those minor league uniforms. I'll tell you this all the players, too. Nothing they love more than when a big leader gets to come oh, yeah. down and assignment because that's who pays for dinner, and it's usually a good dinner. So that's 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 the way it works is when the big leader comes down, he's got to take care of all the young guys coming up. So yeah, that, like they love that. So um, the Angels have, like, a really interesting – obviously, you got the best player. You got the a wizard at shortstop. You got the two-way uh, Japanese phenom. Like, they're – so young, home baby. I'm, I know I'm saying like yeah. they're they're so young, and then you got guys like Jeremiah Jackson, Jordan Adams. Yeah. Like, is there wind? Is this like just the beginning of the window? Like, it, is that? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think so. I think that yeah, you're you're starting a window now. I think your window is as long as Trout can be in his prime. And yeah. at 28 years old now, um, what, what do you think? Like a, a six-year window? I mean, is that a fair assessment to yeah, say? I, I mean, I think I think Trout's still going to be a, a great hitter at, at 34, 35 years old. Yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah. the way you know he is. And, and Rendon's kind of Rendon's kind of the same age. So yeah, I mean, if you look at, I, I think the Angels are entering a five-year window right now where they can be exceptional. When, you, when you're talking about Trout and Rendon, um, Rendon being a year older than Trout, when you're talking about Joe Adele coming up, when you're talking about Shoei Otani being, what, was he 25 years old? I mean, yeah. you, you have so much talent. Uh, Andrew Heaney's 29. You have so much talent that's coming through right now. I, I think this is – and Griffin Canning and Reed Detmers, the Angels' first round yeah. take this year. If you told me the Angels were going to win a World Series in the next five years, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. that's And, and that's like – because we – I mean, I don't know how much you remember, but like I was like – seven or eight when they won the World Series. So I do remember, of course, like, first dad says he's got it. You know, that's burned into my memory forever. But at the same time, it's like, man, to be this age, to love the game the way I do right now and to, like, the way I follow it, the way I'm, like – In our in our front. Yeah, and, like, 60, 60 games, like, oh, my God, I'm going to hold my breath all 60 games yeah. and just, like, like, I'm locked in. So that would just be so cool to see – to see, I mean, even, like, a run. You know, we haven't really seen a run, like I said, Kansas City, like – that was, that was like a heartbreaking, but we really haven't seen anything close. Yeah, I mean, you're going back with like 2009. They got you know, swept. Yeah. So it's you know it's been it's been a while uh, for the Angels. There's no question about that. Oh nine, they beat the Red Sox. That was the last time there was really anything that was super exciting uh, as far as playoff baseball goes for the Angels organization. I, I think that this can be the start of a run, and I think that we we may still be a year away in the shortened season. Anything goes, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, so you're still going to have a chance uh, to be really good because this lineup is just unbelievable. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's been a long time. And we remember – and I think that, you know, people our age – like, I was 10 years old and they won the World Series. Yeah. I think people our age – like, we remember how great the Angels were in the first decade of the 2000s. Yeah. But I think we probably didn't realize how great it was and might have taken it for granted a little bit. Like, you know, the, the 2004, 5, 7 – uh, eight, nine angels. Like these were incredible teams. The angels of, of that decade, they won over 900 games. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, they, they won just the one world series, but they could have easily won three. I mean, that the teams were that good. So I know yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. So, and like Oh five, I think still stings the worst to me because yeah, the angels are better than that white Sox team. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that one still hurts, but yeah, I, I think that we could be coming up on something like that. It just seems like, like go back and look at the angels history. Every other decade, 
they're really good. So maybe we're just due at this point. Like the, like the uh, uh, Giants, where there was like the, every odd year they were going. Yeah. To yeah, I think we're every other decade. Yeah, I'll take okay. it. Um, so hot topic in baseball, right? The our in division rival Astros. What are, What are your thoughts? I, I feel like I don't see. I mean, I guess I kind of see you tweet about it, but like, yeah, as like a, just a baseball fan drinking beer, eating hot dogs. Like, what, what do you What do you think about it? Well, I, I'm somebody – I try to keep the hot takes off of Twitter because I just think it's a cesspool out there. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you, you, get, you get in some serious trouble and you don't yeah. get the right context. Exactly. I, I think what the Astros did was was blatantly wrong. I think it's as bad as anything we've seen, you know, since the 1919 Black Sox. I, I mean, what, what happened, you know, in 2017 and, and through 2019, and we're learning more about it now, it's kind of been brushed aside, but more, you know, details and revelations have come out about what was going on, not just with the Red – not just with the Astros, but with the Alex Cora and the, the Red Sox yeah. as well. I mean, it, it, it's incredibly disheartening for the game as somebody that you know, tries to go about their business. I mean, I, I try to handle everything I do uh, with respect and class and, and passion and heart. And, you know, I, I would expect that for any uh, employee. And I expect that just for any person. I think it's a, uh, it shows somebody's character. And I was really crushed because I have loved, 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 loved Jose Altuve. And then when I see this stuff comes out in 2017, even if he wasn't necessarily behind it, if he was an accomplice in this thing, it breaks my heart because I have seen he's like such a class dude. And this doesn't change the this doesn't change the man that he is, in my opinion, because he has done so much good stuff and he is so great in the community. But it stings for me as somebody that you know loves him as a baseball player. And, yeah. and there's a lot of likable guys on that Astros team that all of a sudden are really not likable at all. Um, it's incredibly upsetting. What they did was wrong. I don't think the punishments were nearly harsh enough, especially since it seems like, you know, we're losing two thirds of the, the, you know, of the 2020 season anyways. Um, yeah. I think that the Astros should have been hit a lot harder than they were. And a message should be sent that this can never happen again. Um, Unfortunately, here in this crazy age of 2020, this is not the worst thing that's happened in baseball this year. But in my mind, as a fan of our sport that believes in the integrity of our sport, uh, I've been devastated by what the Astros did. And I think that the punishment did not fit the crime. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just like you said, that even being an in-division rival, they have so many likable dudes. They have, like, like I mean, I go back to Carlos Correa. I mean, I, I tend to gravitate towards dudes with my name, you know, Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado. So naturally, I was like, Correa, cool. I can get behind this guy, you know. He was the number one. He looks cool out there. And then for for them to just double down the way they did, like most of the team, they're just like, like, well, nah. I mean, well, you got to look into it. Like everyone, it basically was like, well, he did it too. Why are you? Yeah. It's like, bro, come on, just own it, move past it. And like you said, I mean. This would be the perfect time for, I mean, Manfred and whoever, the higher-ups to make an example out of them. And it's like, bro, you can't – this can't just get swept under the rug, even yeah. like, regardless. Yeah, and that didn't happen. It's uh, like you guys. I'm frustrated. I'm upset about it. I, I just think it was wrong. It was it was wrong, and there needs to be repercussions for that. And, and I'm, I'm starting to think now there really aren't going to be. Yeah, I, Yeah, I personally think that their effect on the game was a lot bigger than just like, Look, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like the Dodgers at all. So, if, like, I, I mean, I, but I still feel bad that it happened to them, right? But I think the ripple effect is a lot bigger because the Angels that year were five five games back of the wall card. And right. that potentially, you know, Trump, Trump has this thing that he can't win in the playoffs. 
And, you know, assuming that they did that all year long, you know, we could have easily been within the, the wall. Yeah. The you, played the, you played the Astros 19 times. Yeah. And if they were cheating 19 times, if half of the losses go your way, now the Angels are a playoff team. Yeah. That's the difference. I mean, that, that's it's massive when you, you take that all into consideration. And I, I also believe the Angels – I actually I, – I think the, the Astros should lose their 2017 championship. And I understand that history happened. We all saw what happened. But there needs to be no in the record books for the people that forget when the next generation comes through. And 30 years from now, when they look at the list of champions, hey, how come there wasn't a team in 2017? Yeah. Well, it's because that team cheated. That's why. Yeah. And that's a lesson that I think we can all take. So even though it's not going to make a, a difference now, maybe it has an impact on the generation to come to understand that cheating is wrong. And the Astros cheated. They should pay for it. We all saw the games. Yeah. We know the Astros won in 2017. But to see it stripped from the history books, I think could have a long-term impact, even if we don't necessarily see it right away. So far, I didn't even think about it, but like, uh, we're – all, all of our faces when we found out about the Ashes were like, oh, this Chapman, when Altuve hit that bomb, like, he was like, ah. Um, <laughs> few, more, few more questions, and then, you know, yeah. really appreciate it for your time. Um, sure, guys. Oh, I just, yeah, go ahead. I got one in the chamber. I got, I got a point. Too. All right, and, oh, I was just thinking, just from a fan perspective, uh, been playing, like, MLB The Show my whole life. Do I put different players on the team, you know? Uh, is there someone that you could, if you could just, like, pluck them from the team and drop them on the Angels, you would? Or, like, do you have a guy that you're like, man, I'm an Angels fan, but but I'm a this guy fan. Like, my guy's Javi Baez, right? Like, I got root for the guy. I'm really, like, I love everything yeah. he does. Max, Max the guy's, like, Tatis. So, do you have a guy like that? I mean, there's a few that I really – like, I've always been a uh, – uh, you know, there's several guys that I really like, like, you know, the, the third baseman that have come out of uh, El Toro when, when I think about, you know, what Matt Chapman and Nolan Arenado are, um, Orange County guys. I love them. The Angels, you know, the year they drafted Joe Adele, the Angels had the 10th pick, and they took Adele in the 10th pick. Well, Keston Hura went nine out of UC Irvine. He went nine in Milwaukee. Man, I, I would have loved to have – I'm, I'm so happy we have Joe Adele, but I love Keston Hura. So, yeah. like – you know, and, and chap, you know, I love rooting for like the, the local Orange County players that have had success. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Arnado, Chapman, um, you know, Keston Hura is, is another one more recently for me that I absolutely love. I went to high school with Garrett Cole. Uh, I really, I, you know, Garrett's a great dude. So I would have loved, I would have loved the Angels could have gotten Garrett Cole. I'm sure you, I'm sure you were texting him. You were texting him. Like, bro, come on, bro. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm left with the idea that no matter how much money the Angels are willing to spend, the Yankees were going to come with a whole lot more. Yeah, and it was yeah, just got yeah. certain. I, that was the impression I was left with in that whole thing. But I would have loved to have seen him uh, pitch for the Angels for sure. But I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I hope it works out in oh, yeah. New York. I, I just hope that uh, the Angels don't ever have to face him in a playoff series and we go on to win championships. That's, that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, he can have a great career, great success, and the Angels get all the rings. That, that's yeah. what I'm rooting for. We hope it works out. Here, as, long here as, he has as long as it's not against us. We hope that's right. That's all exactly right. Right. One last question. I know you're, uh, you do this on Twitter sometimes, and I, I love participating. Give me a, your Mount Rushmore. You go to a game, right, beer, hot dogs, helmet yeah. nachos, everything's on the table. Give me your Mount Rushmore. Uh, we're going to a game snacks, I guess. An Angels game in particular? Sure, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I think that – so we'll, we'll, we'll do a little breakdown here. I, I, I don't know what beer to pick. But uh, but you have to have a beer is on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You gotta you gotta have a beer with your baseball. Okay, that's the first thing. 
I think at Angel Stadium in particular, the helmet nachos are iconic. That's like the signature item. It's the best thing to get. It's shareable. It's fun. You yeah. get the helmet. You get to keep afterwards. I think the helmet nachos are on there. Okay. If you ever go up to the St. Archer Brewery, and it's open to all fans, so you don't need to be a – it's on the club level, but you don't have to have a club-level ticket to go. If you go up there, they have two things that, are, that I love, but I'm going to only pick one of them. The pretzel and the burger are both off the charts. It is my favorite burger, and it is, yeah. it is the best pretzel around. I love a great pretzel. They got a cheese sauce, a, a mustard I love. So I'm going to put the pretzel on there. Okay. And I think you – I, I – I want to put the burger on too. It's like so good. <laughs> La rotisserie at the stadium is like amazing, but it, it's, it's super good, but I don't necessarily think it's like, it's an iconic like thing to get. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put the pretzel and the burger on there. The burger is okay. that good. you love it. It's it, go like, I'm telling you angels fans, like next time you go to a game in 2021, go to St. Archer. Like, trust me on this. I have friends. I will, they will, I, you know, sometimes we do giveaways and I get, you know, I get, I give away a bunch of tickets on the radio show. If I ever have any leftover, um, like I, my friends and family will call me and be like, man, can you get a stink? Can you get us in? And I'll try to like find a way to get some comp seats to get them. The, the, like I'll get them a ticket for like the worst seat in the house. They don't care. They want to yeah. come to the game. They want to hang at St. Archer and they will stay there the entire time and love it. So Is that's my first first sir? Is it just What's that? First come, first serve. You got to make a reservation. Hmm. Got to make a reservation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, if you know you're coming to, I, sometimes you can get it same day. It just depends how busy it is. But oh. the time there's, there, you can either do a pregame and then you can see some batting practice or there's like a 730. So like the game starts and you get in there at 7, you can hang for the rest of the game. So uh, wow. it just depends on where you're sitting, I think. But that, it's a great place to watch a game. The food's so good. So that, that's my, that's my advice. So that's so um, funny you mentioned that about the beer. You never know like what beer, because I've had beers at the stadium that I'll never drink in like normal. Yeah. Life. So, like I had like a lime Kugel summer shame, and I was like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing ever, man!" Yeah. Sometimes you like, like, yeah, like, you don't tell your friends you're drinking that beer, but like, it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know how I'm. So, I'm, so, I'm a Coors Light guy. I like 805. I mean, there's there's so many like sometimes you like you you want a Pacifico Corona when you're at a oh, game. Yeah. I mean, there's like. I don't know how you pick. I just – I haven't gotten to pick in a long time, which is, like, the worst part about what I have to do. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. I love it. Guys, hey, um, what you do for baseball is awesome. Keep it up. Because our sport right now, it needs fans like us and fans that love baseball, but they love all sports. And they love getting a chance to spend time together with friends. And you, you bring a group and you come to the ballpark and you hang out. And, you know, maybe you only come to, you know, four or five games a year. But – that maybe that's enough to where, you know, down the road, your passion and love for baseball grows. So I would encourage any fan out there that, that that's watching this right now that come to a game, don't get caught up in the stats and the saber metrics and the, yeah. the labor negotiations. Forget that. You're with friends, hang out, enjoy the experience. That's the part of baseball that I love. That's why I do what I do. And that's why you guys do what you do too. It's because we have a love and a passion for it. Oh, yeah. That's put the business stuff aside. Just enjoy being together in that moment. Oh, yeah. Awesome. We appreciate that, man. You're the best. And we just thank you for your time. That was yeah. awesome. Hey, Angel, Angel's got, you know, one of the best in the business. Another David Fletcher in the media <laughs> world. Um, where, where can the, you know, obviously, I mean, I shouldn't even say that everyone knows where they can find you, um, on Twitter and on 
you know, Apple and drop the drop the shorties. I think everyone has it, but <laughs> at Trent Rush Sports on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have a lot more Twitter followers than I have Instagram followers. So go follow yeah, on Instagram yeah. too. You see a lot of pictures of my puppy. Uh, Teddy is adorable, so you like that um, and good stuff there. So at Trent Rush Sports, and if you would uh, check out our podcast, and I know you guys cool. mentioned it before, and I appreciate the kind words. We're really lucky with because how close we are with the organization, we get great guests. So we get a lot of players and alumni and executives coming on the show all the time. So uh, I hope you guys would check that out. And, you know, the whole thing is you don't have to just pick one podcast. You can listen. I, I listen to three or four angles oh, podcasts. Okay. I try to pick it all in. So uh, it's not like we're, we're not competing against each other. We're all going to help each other out. That's we're on the same team for sure. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. You're hey, guys, thank you. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're bad and clean up. We're gonna drop this all in. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> we got. Hey, we need base runners. We need base runners. <laughs> we'll get on for you. We'll get on for you. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. All right. All right Trent, we gotta score so a lot much. of runs this year. <laughs> we, we we hope to see you out there. I don't know if uh, I know there's certain stadiums having fans. So if like for instance Colorado allows fans, I'm sure we might run into each other yeah. up there or something. So I love it. Um, Awesome. Thank you yeah, for coming thanks on. Thanks a lot, We appreciate, appreciate it. it so much. Um, thanks, guys. Anytime. Keep it up. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, man. See you, Trent. Rockies that was our interview with Trent Rush we really hoped you liked it it was such a fun time for us for me personally I had a great time Trent is awesome Dude, he, don't say for me personally me well too. for me you didn't even Fuck have you. you didn't even have fun Fuck you You didn't even have fun um, that was Trent Rush he's awesome make sure you guys follow him on his uh, social media if you're following us you're probably already following him and uh, like I said, man, we appreciate having them on. And even bigger, what we appreciate is you guys. This show really wouldn't be anything without you guys. And we appreciate all the kind words. If you guys uh, are ever in the creative space, you guys know how kind of difficult it is to like keep up with this. So you guys, uh, your guys' messages and likes and retweets and jokes and everything really keep us going. Um, but with that being said, follow us on Twitter. Uh, rocks in the OF if you already do tell a friend to tell a friend right we've been doing this show with no relevant baseball games and we're about to we're gonna have a ton of stuff coming for you guys Um, and like I said once we're allowed to once this COVID ban is off you're gonna catch me and Carl at Golden Road you're gonna catch us in the outfield you're gonna catch us with a rally monkey hanging around my neck Uh, we will be at the stadium at the games at all times Um, yeah follow me on Twitter MaxFarious27 and rocks in the OF. Carl Cervantes, 15. Yep. And uh, make sure you guys check out Popple, promo code LOCKER for 20% off. Share your info with everyone super fast. Uh, and go to Rico's pre-game day or whatever. Get a nice little fade. Look fresh as fuck. Um, other than that, that is it from us. Episode 19, a long one. Go but to a the banger. gym. Get ready for the summer. But a banger. Long one. Um, with a ball league coming up. Gang. And shout out to Sadai birthday coming up. Leading the league in home runs. Shout out to Jose and Janet birthday tomorrow. Jose and Janet and Sadai, hello birthdays. Um, guys, go pick up your Shokleys and uh, take Aubrey Huff and Dodgers fans 450. Later.